this is the section, the session log for sessions number 25, 26, and 27. I'm so behind. Oh, it's feeling like work a little bit. It's, it's, <laughs> you know what? I have a couple other podcasts and um, most of my energy goes to those. And literally, I just kind of want to surf record on um, just my surf sessions so here I am whether people are listening or not you know what I'm realizing I just want to surf I feel like there's like a lot of talk when you're coming into adulthood about finding yourself and who you want to be and you know getting the grown up job and finding a purpose in life man let me tell you something I am so fucking simple I just want to surf. That's it. I don't. I don't know why. I don't know if it's it's because of my up, upbringing from a, a very strict family where what you did wasn't good enough. To trying to make moves as a young adult to meet my family's expectations, to joining the army, and then just kind of being under other people's thumbs and just constantly thinking about the rat race and where I stand in the rat race and trying to meet other people's definition of success without really asking myself what really makes me happy and I'm very simple as you all know I'm just I'm a blue collar guy Let me be honest, I got a fucking master's degree in fiction from Cal State Long Beach, but it was a free degree. It was through the GI Bill, where I basically just got paid to choose a subject and go as far as I could, and I didn't study something that wasn't interesting me, so I just was like, yeah, you know, like I like to write, and you know, I never thought I'd ever be the kind of guy to go to a four-year college, let alone complete a master's degree. But at the same time, I feel like um, some people expected more from me while I got a master's degree and I'm not using it. And yeah, I looked into it a little bit at one time. I didn't want to teach. That's where a lot of my colleagues went from school. They ended up, you know, and that's cool. And, you know, no disrespect to them. But to me, teaching is like customer service. (laughs) I don't want to. Sorry, I'm adjusting my mic here. I don't want to deal with people. So I tried to write, I tried to get published, and it is not an easy field because there's probably a million writers out there trying to do the same thing. And whether we like it or not, writing is becoming a... I don't want to say a dying art because the art is always going to be there, but as far as trying to make a living off of it, You know, everything is more digital now, right? We're into the future. Well, here I am doing a podcast. I'm probably even too late for this podcast. I don't know. I got a job now that gives me perks. I could travel. I don't make a lot of money. But nobody's paying my bills. I got a roof over my head. I keep food in the fridge. I have clothes on my back. My wife is happy for the most part. Yeah, I even paid off all of her fucking debt. I like to think I'll get back into writing one day, but I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe that was just something I did along the way 
figure out my future. And in the end, I'm just a fucking surf. I'm a 42-year-old surf bum. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Fuck it. I'm not hurting anybody, right? But I am missing something. I do want property. My wife and I, we've been talking about it. Man, Oahu. We want to get a condo in Oahu. And I want to take an early retirement from my airline's job once I can secure lifetime benefits. Or maybe I'll just work seasonal. Once once I hit the actual time frame where I have enough time in and I can do an early retirement, which is 10 years, they start offering packages where you can take your 401k, walk away from the company, but you'll always have retiree flight benefits. Or I just stay on as seasonal. Or we just travel abroad and then we just come back home whenever I have to work, you know, peak season. I don't know exactly how seasonal works. I assume they might need you for the holidays and maybe some of the summer. I'm not, I don't know, I'd be shocked. Maybe if you're a seasonal baggage handler, it's just, what are we looking at here? Spring break, summer, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. But I don't know, when I go back to work in a month, I should ask my HR these questions. All right, so what are we talking about today? Surf sessions, 25, 26, and 27. It is March 1st, and I got 27 sessions logged in for this year. I've actually reached these numbers in the past. In fact, in the past, I was doing a lot of double sessions. I'm not even doing double sessions right now because life is a little more serious, and uh, I don't think my knees and my shoulders could take that anymore. But I'd still like to think I'm a paddle monster. Well, anyway, check it out. The last time we talked, I took out my Padawan learner, Alex, Epoxy Alex. Oh, man, I was so... I wanted... I really want to get him on some waves. He is standing up. I'll give him that. But I've, I've really been pushing him towards just getting a foamy. Like... Eh, I'm not getting paid by catch surf, but like a log. A 80 log would be perfect for him. I know the 90, probably even better, but that's just a lot of board to lug around. I'll, I'll gamble that and give him the benefit of the doubt that he would be able to maybe progress on an eight foot log. It'll fit a little bit easier whether he puts it on the roof or tries to stuff it inside of my car. Um. Yeah, and then he sent me a text later on the after our last session. He was like, "Man, here it is." He's on the Catch Surf website, the Job log. And just buy this shit brand new. And I was like, as much as I wanted to tell him, go for it. I don't want him to make the same mistakes that I've done. And, you know, when I was coming up and learning how to surf. Don't invest in a brand new board when you don't even have your, your fundamentals down yet. I know it's tempting if you're a new surfer. Dude, don't do it. Beat up some pieces of shit until you actually get your foundations right. I think when you start to get bored on your surfboard where like okay like this thing is really too stiff from what i really want to do you know then step it up even after then i think even when you when you progress from that i highly recommend doing your research and getting another used board and maybe save save the brand new purchase to when you're at least getting close to intermediate status and out of the beginner status but obviously as is the tale of life, I made all these mistakes myself, but I'm trying to help him out. And I'm just trying to look for deals. And I found a few here and there. But in the meantime, he's sticking with the epoxy. I don't want him to waste damn near 400 bucks on a brand new board. No way. Not right now. 
So after I saw him, I can't even remember. I want to say it was Thursday of last week. Let me see if I can even pull up my calendar. Thursday of last week was the 25th. I had to go to the Long Beach VA. I had to get some x-rays done. I think I already told you guys. I turned in my stool sample before that. I had to get an x-ray done. It sucked, man. I showed up to the VA and then I had to... My Under Armour sweats had zippers on the pockets. And the lady before the main x-ray technician was like, do you have any metal in your pockets? I was like, nope. And I lied down. They're like, do you have any zippers in your pockets? I was like, yeah. So I had to fucking pull my pants down to my ankles. Oh, so humiliating. Okay, now turn to your side. I was just like, get in the fetal position. I was like a little baby anyway. Super high tide. Oh my God, was it Thursday? Or was it Friday? I'm all fucked up right now. No, it was Thursday. It was Thursday. Wait. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. I'm fucking tripping out. See, that's what happens when you forget logging in sessions. All right. <clears throat> it was Wednesday or Thursday, goddammit. I went to Bolsa Chica. Oh, you know what? That's how I can know for sure. Maybe I could take a little break right now. No, no, no. I'm sorry, guys. Hang in there. I know for sure. You know why? Because I did a post on my um, Lone Wolf Surfer Instagram. What day was this? four days ago four days ago was what one two three four it was thursday okay see i'm not that senile yet <laughs> the tide was high got to bolsa chica and ah oh god i hate early i hate mid-morning high tides on a on a small swell because you just can't do shit with it you wake up you go through the trouble and you get out there in fucking first light and it's like it's already swampy and it's only getting worse. I just hate that feeling hovering over your head your head when you're out trying to catch some waves. So you gotta try to catch the tide on the back end, but then you might be battling with the wind. In this case, there were these little fun little lines coming in, but the, the tide was just a little too high. I think I finally paddled out like at 10. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna chance it. And then like the, the the waves just started to break through and then a few people started to show up um but it was hard i had my catch surf skipper and it was just like kicking scratching into the waves like these little two foot peaks and i just couldn't get in them and then i really had to go late and then every once in a while a good set would kind of pop up almost three feet not quite and then i would be out of position for it but i, I was okay i was okay um what did i really do just God, I think the best thing I, I did was just kind of pump. Did I do any semblance of a fucking cutback? Not really. But it was still fun. Ah, oh, you know I do love Bolsa Chica. It's such a mellow wave, and honestly, it almost didn't feel like we were in a pandemic for the first time in a while. Like it was a Thursday, the lot was almost empty, and I like to surf Tower 18. And further south was like where most of the people were. But still, it was super mellow. Like I had a lot of breathing room. A couple other people paddled out. A lot of breathing room. Barely anybody out. And it just felt normal for a change. And it felt really good. And the conditions that day, oh man, just light wind. I love it when we just have the, these, either like these light Santa Ana conditions or meaning offshore wind. Or just like barely any wind at all. Anyway, that day, it was just, it was pristine. 
I can't imagine what I could have done if I had like a six foot phone. Even even that much more bored. I might have to rethink my fucking survey. <laughs> uh, I don't want to. My wife has the 511 catch surf RNF, and I don't want to fucking. I tend to ride my boards hard, and I don't want to ruin her shit because I got her that board too. So if you know, if I fuck up her board, in a sense, I'm fucking up my board too. Or I'm shooting my own self in the foot. One awesome thing that happened. I got. I want to say it was probably. Probably. One of my first. Baby barrels of the year. So there were a couple longboarders by me. And the wave itself. Because the sandbars I think are better. At Bolsa and Huntington area in general. Has better sandbars. They're usually just a little more peaky. Even on this small day. The inside. Once the wave hit the inside. It would kind of go like. You know like a little mini barrel. Like a barely a two foot barrel. And then there's this longboarder on the inside. Who had just finished his ray wave. And I don't know if I just tend to do this more. When there's people watching for validation. I don't know. I could be guilty of that. I guess that kind of makes me a douche. But I caught this wave and it hit the inside sandbar and instinctively I just crouched. Actually, I did catch a few waves like that where I just, I don't know, I think I was just gambling and I was just trying to get some vision, trying to make the most of it, trying to pull in and get a little barrel vision. But while that longboarder guy was on the inside and then I was catching my wave, that was about to end. I, I just crouched and then I got some little, little shampoo cover up and it was, it felt so good. And then I didn't think I was going to make it out, but I angled my board towards the beach because I, I knew like I, I couldn't make it clean out. I tried to punch through the curtain. I actually did. I came out standing up and me and that other older longboarder guy, we just locked eyes and he gave me that shaka. He was like, whoo. He's like, yeah, bro. I'm like, oh, swiftly. I turned around on my on my skipper and I was like, smoke kind. <laughs> Uh, I love making that surfer to surfer connection where it's super mellow. Um, obviously, it feels good if someone sees your wave. I mean, I'm guilty of that, right? That's a human condition. But it was cool. I paddled back out, and then he paddled to his like other two buddies, and like I saw him motioning towards me, kind of pointing back at me, and I, I could barely hear him. But he was like, "Yeah, that guy got got like a little inside barrel." Yeah, of course, it's not legit Ben Gravy J O B, not heavers. I'm talking about like a little two foot inside, but. I feel like when you're coming out of the intermediate level of surfing and, and maybe just scratching the surface on reaching advanced, because I would never call myself advanced, not not yet. But it feels good when you have those little victories and you get get like a little cover up, because that's supposed to be the pinnacle of surfing. And that feels really good. Hold on, guys. Let me take a little commercial break since I'm already at the 15 minute mark. I'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. And we're back. So check this out. One of the reasons why I was there is because I, I like these Spy McCoy or these Spy Optics McCoy polarized sunglasses. They just, the frames fit my face perfectly. Like the magic pair of sunglasses. Part of the reason why I surf there is because I was going to meet this uh, kid in uh, Orange County. Or, I'm sorry, he uh, off of a uh, Warner Avenue and Bolsa Chica. There's like a Trader Joe's area. Anyway, this is a cool little kid. I don't want to pay full price for these glasses. I don't know why Black Friday didn't happen for these these this model of glasses. 
And the last pair I got, like, three years ago, they were on sale for, like, fucking 60 bucks during Black Friday. I don't know what happened. Every other pair was on sale, except I, they might have discontinued this pair. I have no idea. But he was selling them for 90 bucks. I met up with him. And he had said on the ad, polarized. I was like, cool, because I ain't, I ain't fucking around, guys. I need some fucking polarized glasses. I fucking live with my fucking glasses on. I'm trying to protect my eyes. Protect your eyes as a surfer. Your eyes. Right? You don't want... What do they call it? Turgen? Turgis or something? Anyway, you don't want surfer's eye. Get that weird bacteria. Get like uh, Bruce Iron's eyes. J-O-B has some gnarly red eyes. When I say J-O-B, I mean Jamie O'Brien. My brother has it legit too. I got like some... I got like a mean like red square patch triangle. I'm trying to minimize that. Anyway, I met up with him and it's just like... Okay, it didn't say polarized on the... I guess on the arms of the sunglasses because on mine it says polarized the old pair I had didn't say that anywhere I looked on the sticker on the box it just said matte black McCoy's didn't say polarized anywhere didn't say polarized on the box and he just had like the little pamphlet that came with the glasses and it said oh yeah it says right here tried and polarized but I feel like that little pamphlet comes with every single pair of glasses so on a good note, I got to work on my podcasts while I was waiting for him. But on a bad note, it's like, fuck, man, that was kind of a waste of time. But he was a cool kid. But uh, he was like, oh, man, like, I'm sorry, dude. Like, yeah, I thought, you know, they're polarized. He's like, well, I'll lower the price. I'm like, man, it doesn't matter. He could have lowered them to 50 bucks. I'm not going to pay for <laughs> non-polarized glasses. I'm in the sun too goddamn much. So that was disappointing. So make sure you do your homework, guys. You buy shit off of people on fucking Craigslist, do, you know, do your fucking research. And don't ever feel pressure, pressured into doing a bad fucking purchase. Okay. I got about eight minutes until I got to check my laundry. Saturday. This past Saturday. Right? My wife has the weekends off now. I was like, all right, we're going to hit the surf. Only problem was same issue. Deep mid-morning high tide. So I was like, okay, we're not going to hit it in the morning. We're going to hit it on the back end. Uh, originally I thought about going to Bolsa Chica, but the West Northwest was stronger. So I said, you know what? We're just going to gamble. I hate weekend crowds, but let's just see if we can get parking. Swung around 45th street, El Porto lot around, I want to say about 10 and the lot, there was a line to get in the lot. Okay. Fuck it. Had to do a Chicano U-turn, turn that shit around, even though I'm not Chicano. It's all good. Went down to the Grand, Grand Avenue parking lot. Still a good amount of parking left. One of the parking uh, machines w- was down, so everybody had to wait. That was excruciating. They were like, what's your license plate number? Oh, I have to do it again. I'm just like, dude, please, let's hurry up. And then meanwhile, the onshores are just starting to howl. <laughs> and I already knew it was going to be a shit session. I was just hoping that we would get a couple couple little corners. I had the skipper. Bree had the 511 RNF, which is her deal right now. She loves that board. You know what I learned? Instead of walking on that bike path and hugging the side, which is a little nerve-wracking because some people have their masks on, and then as a surfer, I'm not going to take my fucking mask out. I'm not going to wear my mask on the way to the water. Like, where am I going to leave my mask? I'm not going to stash it. And I'm going to come out of the water wet anyway. I'm not going to wear a wet mask. So what we did was we just walked straight out to the beach, and we walked at the shoreline towards the jetty, which seemed like a long walk, but a lot more peaceful less bicicleta traffic and foot traffic and then 
yeah, man. And then, you know, we, we rounded the jetty and there was still a, kind of a lot of people out. And then there was like this beige building in the middle of the area that I like to call the rocks by the old smokestacks because there's new smokestacks, but there's the old smokestack structures that are still there. And I could pretty much summarize a session really quick. I mean, it was scattered. It was choppy. There were waves everywhere. It was like steep takeoff, bogged down on the inside. I think if I would have had a longboard, or maybe even breeze board, I could have done a little bit better. She she did okay, but it just wasn't that great. And then the wind got way stronger. The next thing you know, where it's like it was victory at sea. We're like surfing white caps, but we tried to get our money's worth. What did I pay? Eight bucks. You know what? You get to stay there all day long if you want to stay there all day long. You just got to get a parking spot. Uh, got to the point where there was barely anybody out. There was only it. it there was only a, a small pocket of surfers on the south side of the jetty and then there was no one left where we were and then i can see a couple more people by 45th street but it was bad and there was actually some size it was like maybe three feet plus on the outside sets it's just that it was just so junky the wind was just it was the quality was was really bad i couldn't even attempt to get vision couldn't really do anything with it did I even get a cutback? Not really. But it was it was a throwaway session. It was a session really just to get wet. And we went out there and you know we made the we made the best of it. We came back, did the long walk back. And the funny part was as as we were going back, there were people walking towards us, going towards the JD to surf. They're like, "Is it better over there?" I was like, "It's a little better." But from the jetty, if you would have looked back towards Porto, like, you know, you would have fooled yourself because you just saw all these waves breaking, like a ton of waves breaking, like a ton of windswell waves. But it was just all shit quality, all shit quality. And then we got to the showers in the Grand Ave lot. And then my wife and I were rinsing. And then there are like these teenage black kids and they like turn the corner like guys and girls. And then the mist from the... <laughs> from the shower was hitting them they, they all started freaking out ah you know especially the chicks they didn't want to get wet and then one of the black dudes looked at me he goes where can i get a surf where can i rent a surfboard around here i was like eh, go next beach over he's like is it cold i'm like little <laughs> i mean you need a wetsuit like the thought of it if you're if that would have been the wrong day to even rent a board. And if you didn't even have a wetsuit, that, that would have been a waste of money. If I had more time with, it, with him, I would have been like, dude, just if you have like clothes to surf in, like swim shorts, just you'll be fine. Just just play around in the water, splash around because it would be cold without a wetsuit. I don't think it would even be worth it. Okay, you know what? I got to look at my laundry real quick. So I will be right back. And we're going to log in the last session that I'm recapping, which is yesterday's morning session at 26th street manhattan beach and it was an early 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 session we legit dawn patrol they got street parking right off the bat which was wonderful and yeah didn't have to pay and paddled out we're, we were maybe like the first 10 people out and let me tell you guys how that went we'll be right back don't go nowhere yeah 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 I got about eight minutes to talk about session number 27 before my load is done in the dryer. 
while I was waiting on uh, my washer load to finish up or my load in the washer to finish up I was just looking at the forecast looks like it's gonna be fun so today making a sacrifice no surf gotta do what I gotta do handle some business I would even say tomorrow I probably shouldn't surf either, but uh, my friend Alex is off Monday, Tuesday, so he needs a, a small surf anyway, so maybe, maybe I'll chance it and I'll just mess around tomorrow. Could bring the zippy fish and the skipper. Not expecting much. I was actually, this morning while I was having my, my breakfast and tea, I was watching Brett Barley. Yes, tea people matcha green tea because my blood pressure sucks and I gotta wean myself off of coffee as much as I love coffee trust me but coffee now for me has to be a delicacy can't do it every day just wait till you turn 42 acidity not good for you blood pressure caffeine if you overdo it like I did uh, you're not gonna be doing anything good for yourself okay holy shit so yeah, I'm just stoked. Oh my God, we're gonna have some, looks like it's gonna be some pretty fun surf. I'm trying to switch up my mentality and use some of my standard shortboard equipment again. I was using using a groveler for everything for so long, trying to see what I could get away with on a short board. And I'm, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, but I feel like I can definitely use the length to also surf the waves that, that you know, in the way that I want to surf them or how I want to surf them, okay. Let me get back to the session. Yesterday, yes, Don patrolled it super early, scored prime parking as close to the beach as we possibly could. Walked out there to the beach, saw some waves breaking on the outside, but at the same time, there was that hint of that tide rising. So since the super high tide was, was pushed back a little bit more towards the late morning, best window would have been as early as possible but yeah it already had that look to it like okay tide like this isn't gonna last long <laughs> like anytime you see the waves breaking and it, it's kind of small and you know that it's gonna be a fat tide later like you know that your window to surf it is gonna be limited until you know the tide just gets too deep so paddled out in front of the brick house a spot that I, I like to call the brick house which is just a hair north of the 26th street tower it's more like 27th street a little bit north of that if you really want to be accurate and there there were uh literally we're Bree and i were like in the channel because there was a left at 26th and then look kind of like a right at 30th and every once in a while something would kind of swing our way in between and we sat outside and the waves outside it, it it's like they would break but they were too soft and then they would reform again and then they would break more towards the inside so I, and after only about 10 minutes of trying to catch the, the outside waves I already knew I was like you know what it's only gonna break on the inside sandbar like it's not really gonna break like way far out there where, where everyone else is and I did see a few people get the waves outside Either they were on a short board and they had to like hump and scrape and belly ride and just try to push themselves into the wave. Or the lawn boarders got the wave off the top, but the wave would just end up passing them by because it was just so hard to stay in it. And I got to say, even though the conditions or I guess the surf quality wasn't ideal, I had so much fun on the inside sandbars. That's why 
or that's what what the catch surf or the foam boards are, are really good for is just to you know just to take a bunch of like closeouts and, and to risk it and, and you know catch the waves where it's a little more shallow where even if you eat shit bad at least you're you're on foam and it's less consequential if if you might get injured but i had fun there are these little inside wedges and i got i got i actually did get vision a few times where i pulled in and just you know just playing around experimenting you know with, with like you know a little bit of barrel vision couldn't make it out of anything but it was it was fun i actually got down the line i i could have i should have turned there were a few waves where i should have turned i should have done something and after watching the brett barley tutorial this morning about how to get barreled on small waves i i realize now what i was doing wrong like i, I was already crouching and grabbing rail way too early and I, I, I usually do that. And then once you do that, you're already locked in. So my timing is definitely off. So props to that guy, Brett Barley, looking at, at his content. Anyway, more people started to realize that it was only breaking on the inside. I saw some usual locals there. Henry, a.k.a. Enrique, Stocky John, Jen, Skinny Thin, Petite, Flight Attendant. I think she works for Compass. Who else did I see? Costco Kim couple other familiar faces i don't know the names and then obviously just a bunch of other random uh, new faces who i don't know the names too but eventually everyone kind of figured it out that it was only breaking on the inside so everybody started sitting on the inside so i'd say after the first hour when it it got less consistent everyone who had dawn patrolled was leaving and then a ton of more people were showing up and i can't can't imagine how we must have looked like to them because nobody's sitting outside isn't that a bad sign you show up to the beach and everyone's like sitting way inside like that's not a good sign but you know they were there they're in it to win it they already were invested and you know see these guys warming up on the shore and getting their gear ready putting on their leashes i don't know how stoked they were but short paddle out because you paddle out and we're all just kind of right there brie got brie did well she caught she caught a few long ride I mean you know it's kind of hard to to recap it because it's not like it was it was a sick session you know it was just trying to make the best out of you know a lackluster day I did get one left again very similar to the little baby barrel I got at Bolsa Chica mind you one little detail I forgot that day I got that little baby barrel at Bolsa Chica I actually had a dream the night before that I got barreled like on a very similar kind of barrel but in my dream i was like literally in this little room where i'm getting barreled and then in my dream the barrel was so slowed down that even though everything was white and foamy i knew my nose um placement i was like aware of where the nose of my board was and i was just like okay like i can steer out of here i can get out of here and i made it out clean that was in my dream but anyway yesterday i i did get like hen oh damn it eric that's his name i almost said henry because enrique sounds more like henry but his name is eric he was on the inside and he was pretty much done and then i caught another one of those like little pull in uh left hand close to the beach uh little little barrel closeouts and i caught it and i was in there i got some really fun vision but i just i couldn't punch through the through the curtain standing up but he saw it he was like man that was cool that was cool matt so you know that was kind of nice and then after that, we were pretty much done. That that was the session. Got back to our car, treated my wife to 
Metro Cafe here in El Segundo. Had some breakfast. Okay.